Folks, the Penticton Young Stars Classic is now over, and the Jets have had a couple of interesting results. Two losses and one victory, and yeah, I was hoping for a little bit more out of this Young Stars Classic, but to be honest, I was left a bit wanting with some of the tactical decisions and just the general organization, which, look, it's a short-term tournament, you wouldn't be shocked. But there are some standout performances, and we'll talk about who really impressed me on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Now, on tonight's episode, of course, we are going to be talking about the Penticton Young Stars Classic and some early takeaways from some of the prospects we got to see. Not all of it was positive, if I'm being honest. Um, there were some performances and things that, you know, in a very short sample of like three games, uh, you didn't love to see just because it, it was, I don't know, a bit messy, in my opinion, compared to some of the other teams that were there. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Not really shocked that, you know, maybe the Jets' approach to this uh, wasn't as as cohesive as I was hoping, but it is what it is. Before we talk about the prospects and stuff that stood out from this tournament, uh, there was one update that does kind of concern the Jets a little bit in terms of Sonny Milano. He has signed a PTO with the Calgary Flames. Very curious to know why exactly Milano wasn't able to get a contract. Um, I heard supposedly people were worried about maybe a concussion history, uh, which is certainly a factor in things, but aside from that, a little bit surprising. Um, a PTO for uh, honestly one of the best value free agents on the market was a little bit surprising with the Flames, no less. Calgary has kind of smashed this off season, and I would say I've been very impressed. But uh, you know, it is what it is. I really wish Winnipeg had gone after this guy. I think Milano would have been a really great complimentary player. But this kind of ties into something that seems to be a push for the Jets this season. Uh, I don't know if it's like a thing with them that they're not really buying free agents for the most part, except for like Gagne and a few others. It seems like the Jets internally are trying to promote players. Uh, There was some interesting commentary from Bonus, as well as the, um, you know, the scouting staff and management earlier uh, today in which they were talking about, you know, who internally is really going to be competing for spots. Mark Hillier apparently said something related to Heinola, suggesting that this is Villy's chance to shine, which for me is really good news. I know some of you may kind of question his game a little bit, but I promise you, even though he is undersized, what you're going to get with him is a really mobile, very smart, very active defender. So much of what Villy does is done through the passing game and his vision and shooting. So I think that there's a gem of a player there. Uh, you, You just have to sort of adjust how you see his game fitting in. But when you have puck movers like the Jets potentially do in some of their back line, 
you have a lot more capability to break out to make cleaner zone exits. And with Villy's vision and passing, he can honestly facilitate a breakout faster than almost anyone else on this team. So I'm pretty excited to hear about that. Uh, Bonus also said something to the effect of wanting to really emphasize the youth. He said his favorite part is working with the kids, developing them. And that for me is an interesting statement to make, especially in light of him talking about communication, um, this note about Heinola. To me, it really seems like the Jets this year are focusing more on internal rental, so to speak, right? So less external players and more um, trying to actually get back to draft and develop, which I think in the grand scheme of things is great. The problem that I have with this season in particular is if you're not buying free agents, you're not really making trades, um, but you're running this roster back, right? What exactly is your game plan? It kind of feels to me like this idea that the Jets are going to make the playoffs might not really be as strongly held a belief in management as they've kind of led us to believe. I suspect to some degree that Sheveldayoff is aware this team's not really cut out for it. But it's interesting that he hasn't really said that. Uh, and maybe they, they really do believe it was just a coaching issue. But there was a funny note about Paul Maurice apparently never really speaking to Shifley in the offseason, which I find very odd. I don't know if this is 100% accurate. We just kind of have to take Mark's word for it. But given what we've heard about Paul Maurice previously and the lack of communication and, and how Bonus was constantly hammering it in his first press conference, it wouldn't shock me if it was true. So... Uh, this being the case, I feel like Bones, maybe just at a fundamental level, uh, is the cultural change we need. And I, I said this earlier on Twitter, but you know, maybe, maybe Bones is honestly a better fit for this team than Trotz ever could be. Not because you know Trotz is somehow tactically inferior, but I think for a cultural change and a bit of a reset for this team, Bonus might really be the ideal coach to kind of get the Jets through what has been a very rough last few years. Now. Before you count your chickens, uh, uh, before they hatch, let, let's kind of pump the brakes. I think the Jets, competitively speaking, are in a very dire state. Um, they're they're going to have to have a lot go right to really make the postseason. And I just, I feel like that is maybe asking a bit too much. But all the same, I guess I like what some of the Jets and, and staff are saying. Uh, there's this renewed focus on on working on what they already have which I think when it comes to the kids and prospects is really important. Um, that said, you know, I, I think my bigger concern is, okay, you want to be a draft and develop team? Fine, let's get back to that. But if your immediate goal, uh, especially understanding that contracts are about to expire in two seasons or less, well, what exactly is your playoff ambition then? So, you know, be upfront with the team, uh, be upfront with the fan base, and kind of show us what your vision is, because I think there is a chance for this team to be good in the next few years, but I want to understand how they see the Jets getting to this point. So obviously a lot of questions around what this team is capable of, uh, especially with very minimal free agent acquisitions and no trades. Um, One of my big trade targets that I was excited about, potentially Sean Couturier, it's just been announced that he basically has a herniated disc and won't be around for at least several weeks, maybe months, perhaps the entire season. Not really sure. So, you know, the trade market for top-end players that the Jets can acquire is definitely narrowing these days. And honestly, would anyone expect the Jets to make a big trade? Probably not. So, something to keep an eye on. But in the meantime, we do have some Penticton Young Stars takeaways, including some things that caught me off guard 
and might put me in a different mindset with how some of these prospects are going to be handled over the next few months. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our wonderful friends and partners at BetOnline.net. If you have heard me talk about BetOnline, you know that I have uh, personally used it previously, but obviously BetOnline is a very big online betting site, but they want to be more than that. They've got everything from league developments, matchups, live scores, news, podcasts, and so much more. If you are into pro and college football, they are your number one destination for all things football, no matter the league. They've got everything from the opening slate of games up until uh, you know upcoming games. They've got futures, everything in between. And they really want to be your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting, esports scores, and so much more. But of course, if you don't love football, they've also got auto racing. They've got horse racing when the Triple Crown rolls around. They've got hockey for NHL heads, uh, MLB baseball as we head into the playoff season. Whatever it is, they've even got you know boxing and MMA. But if you don't love sports, no problem. They've also got Vegas casino games because BetOnline wants to be something for everyone. Getting started really couldn't be easier. Just go to BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device right now to register for a free account because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are strolling right back into Jets' discussion of uh, you know the, the offseason, but mainly about the Penticton Young Stars Classic. Obviously, this was a very brief tournament, and it, it took a while for the Jets to announce their, their starting rosters and stuff, but we finally got word, and we've had the three games, and I got you know, the ability to catch about half of it, I would say, maybe um, a little bit less than that. And and from what I've seen, there are some, I would say, legit takeaways. I mean, look, the, the main problem, I think, with this tournament is, A, it's really short. It's against, you know, AHLers and stuff. And you don't really have a lot of time to prepare. And B, it's just a, a very short thing that you're not really supposed to read too much into. Um, and I think the Jets were very disorganized in a lot of areas. Compared to the other teams, I felt like their passing was not great. They caused a lot of, they, they gave away the puck a lot uh, with some really sloppy turnovers. And I felt like the back end didn't have enough mobility to really cope with zone exits. And so you saw the Jets getting outshot very frequently. Now, all of that crap and aside, um, there were some things that I was really impressed with. One player who kind of stood out in the third game in particular, since this was the first that he got into it, was Dominic DiVicentis. Uh, obviously, the Jets are going to have to think about goaltending long-term, which I don't even want to talk about that right now. Uh, a life without Hellebuck for me is... Uh, it's not something I really want to think about, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to. Uh, we've all seen what life is like when other teams have other goalies and not Hellebuck, so it's 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 a little bit concerning, but you know we're just going to have to suck it up and hope that the Jets have some kind of a long-term plan with that. Uh, can't say that I am feeling 100% confident, but aside from that, DiVincentis, I thought, especially against the Flames, was really good. Winnipeg's slot defense was terrible. They gave away the puck in really dangerous areas, and I think DiVincentis, you know, tracked it well. He was very big in net, really didn't give Calgary too, too many shooting opportunities, and uh, just generally handled the chaos well. I mean, at one point, I think the Jets were being outshot something like 40 to 12, so Obviously, uh, DiVincentis was very busy, and you might see the 5-3 scoreline and think, well, he conceded a few, and it's like, yeah, given how many shots he faced and from where they were coming from, you would probably expect a few more, to be honest. But yeah, DiVincentis stood out. 
Um, uh, Lucius actually finally scored in, you know, the third game overall, a quiet tournament for him, but he was being used at center. And I don't really think that that is his best position. I think with, with Chaz, you really need him to sort of bomb out wide and kind of patrol the flanks. Because I think if you, if you take away Chaz's speed and his one-on-one matchup ability, uh, and that, that space that he likes to work in so he can find those shooting seams, it definitely slows his game down to a point where you're not really seeing much out of him. Uh, the goal that he scored um, against the Flames was almost very Connor, Kyle Connor-like. You know, he sort of trickled in behind a defender, was right down Broadway in the slot, and just sort of uh, one time to snapper. That was a beautiful, fast release, exactly what he was drafted to do. And, you know, that was very much where I think um, sort of the Kyle Connor comparisons come in and where I, I think it shows the value of moving him more towards a wide position where he can have that extra space, find those flanking opportunities, and then cut inside. But if you put him down the middle, I just think it adds too much to his game that doesn't really work with the way that he sees the ice. Uh, aside from that, I mean, you know, Cole Perfetti, I thought, was really dominant. I mean, Perfetti is just a quiet performer, and, you know, he constantly creates great passing lanes. Uh, he's got great shooting and vision. You know, there was just so much when whenever he was on the ice his line basically dominated. And I mean, that's that's to be expected to some degree because anytime Perfetti's on the ice, good things are just going to happen. Uh, but one of his line mates that I was kind of impressed with quietly um, was Greg Morales. To me, Morales um, is one of those guys who's kind of in an interesting spot career-wise. It's clear that he's a proven scorer for the Moose, and I think that that is wonderful. But in terms of like a late bloomer for a potential NHL role, I think Morales has displayed some, you know, you know, fun skills. He's got a great forecheck and, you know, he had a beautiful assist on, on a certain goal of, you know, we're going to talk about this goal later because this particular player had a wonderful performance this tournament, but Morales in particular, I think is an interesting name to kind of circle for maybe a call up at some point. I'd like to see what he can do. I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, I don't know if he actually has a two way deal or anything, anything, but in the meantime, you know, I think Manitoba, has been thrilled to have him. He's been a really important performer. And with CJC now stepping away, obviously there's going to be a huge leadership role and a major top six spot for Morales to really seize. And if this tournament was anything to showcase, it's that Morales has lots of skill. And I think that that really translated. I was impressed with him. I thought he worked very hard and I just enjoyed seeing him do whatever it is that he does. I think he was in the perfect complementary positions for guys like Perfetti to be a danger man. He worked in the slot. He wasn't afraid. To, he wasn't afraid to crash the slot and and cause havoc with the goalie. So overall, a really important tournament for Morales to just kind of remind people what skills he has. I think he did a great job, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a really big preseason and maybe gives us a preview of what he could potentially do if he was inserted into a depth role for the Jets. But you know. For all of this that I've said about these prospects, there is one guy for me who stood out above all of the rest, uh, not necessarily about Perfetti, but you know we all know what Cole's capable of. This kid had a, a point to prove, and I think we've talked about it before. You know who I'm going to tell you about. Stay tuned, though, in case you still don't know, for my personal standout of the Penticton Young Stars Classic. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. We are closing out tonight's uh, episode with some final thoughts on the Penticton Young Stars Classic. Obviously, it wasn't really a, a long tournament, just a few games. 
Winnipeg only won one <laughs> one of those three games, so let's uh, let's maybe rein in some of the excitement. But dang it, if I'm not excited about Brad Lambert, man, he was amazing this tournament. Um, I, I felt like I was expecting a big showing from him, but I also wasn't really sure what we would see out of Brad. Just because, you know, overseas, he had some inconsistencies in his game. He lacked confidence. Uh, he went to the World Juniors, and it was a very mixed bag. Um, and I didn't know what we would see out of him just because, look, there's a phenomenal talent in him. There's a reason that at one point he was ranked as a top three draft pick. Uh, and for me, when, when Lambert was available, anytime the Jets had a first round pick, I was slamming the table for Brad, 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 Brad. You know, I, I was a hundred percent on board. I never actually thought the Jets would take him, but they, they brought him in at 30th overall. And I just, I'm still amazed that that pick happened and I think he will be for many teams the one that got away the closest thing I could think of is like maybe DeBrinket getting taken in the second round I think Lambert has that talent and ability to be a game changer and I think you really see that when you actually pair him with skill uh, Lambert's game does not work if you pair him with grinders and players who don't really think at the level of creativity that he does because he was so fast he was getting getting into really dangerous areas he carved in and out of, of defenses. Um, you know, he, he came out from the wing and then cut inside into the face-off circles towards the slot and would drive hard towards the net. Um, there's just so much that he was doing on the ice. And I think a lot of questions were asked about, you know, his off-the-puck play. But if the final Calgary game was any indication, I think we can stop worrying about that as much. Uh, you know, the, the goal that he scored tonight, um, or actually yesterday evening, uh, you know, as a result of a great Morales feed while Morales was being pinned by like three or four defenders, Lambert actually created the turnover to create the offensive zone sequence. He intercepted the puck carrier right as they were about to make a zone exit. He got the puck off of him, you know, started the cycle game going. And off of that, Lambert ended up profiting and scoring a beautiful goal. So um, for me, Brad was just awesome. And it's not awesome, you know, it's not often that, that I say that about prospects in Young Stars Classic tournaments, especially for the Jets. We don't really have many players who stand out that way. But uh, Brad, for me, was very good. And it made me reevaluate where I see him um, this upcoming season. I thought the W would make the most sense. Not really saying that anymore. I think the Moose might be Brad's next step. He's been playing pro hockey for a while, but let's be real. Liga wasn't exactly... Um, the kind of walk in the park that I think people were hoping for him. If anything, it really put him through the ringer. He didn't really have many opportunities to shine. And on the team that he ended with in Lati, it, it just, it was a total disaster. So for me to kind of go from thinking he needs to go to Seattle to imagining him getting a top six role with the Moose, I think really speaks volumes about the growth of his, you know, potential and where he sees his own game, his confidence and his abilities, and what happens when you give him opportunities to really thrive. When he was playing with Perfetti, I, I think he really shown, even with Lucius not really being a center, he also shown on that line. Uh, there's just a lot to love in, Perfetti, or in, in, in Lambert's game, and I think he has the potential to really light the moose up, um, which is great for Manitoba because we don't really have a lot of elite finishers there, and quite honestly, the moose just could use a little bit of a scoring boost. So, Brad for the pro leagues in the in the uh, in the NA space, yeah, I, I think we're looking at it, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does it coming out of preseason. 
I, I think the W might not actually be the best spot, which I am surprised I'm saying because I thought, you know, for the for the WHL season, he would have been a perfect fit to go and just kind of slaughter the competition out there. But it seems like he's ready for the next step. So I'm really excited. I, I'm sure y'all have seen some of the highlights. He seems like he's just on fire. And if anyone is ready to take that next step with that point to prove, it is Brad. And I am so excited to see what he can do from here. I'd be curious to know if you all got to see him this weekend. Let me know what you thought of his game. And if you're excited to see him join maybe the Moose or maybe he even gets a Jets debut. We don't know quite yet, but I would bet on at least the Moose being a thing. Let me know your comments or your thoughts in the comment section below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.